Branch NMLS number 33041. Rick Whitman's NMLS number 664589. Equal housing lenders. Some restrictions apply. Advisors Mortgage Group is proud to present Indies Real Estate Gurus, hosted by Rick Ritma, the hardworking mortgage guy. Please contact Rick for all of your mortgage needs at hardworkingmortgageguy.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguy.com. Now here's the hardworking mortgage guy, Rick Ritma. Good afternoon, and thank you for joining us. I'm Rick Rimma, and I am joined by loan officer and co-host uh, Ian Arnold with Advisors Mortgage, uh, MLS number 1995469. And Ian and I today want to talk about a variety of things, but the first thing, or at least part of what we want to talk about is have, have you been dreaming about buying a home or maybe selling your current home and moving to a more exciting home, moving up? moving, you know, moving sideways, moving down, just something different than what you have today. One, one that fits your lifestyle better. There are a lot of folks in that boat, uh, in that same boat with you. And we are going to discuss what we can expect from this market. But before we do, let's, um, let's talk about the mortgage market, and what the Fed rate hikes should mean for mortgage rates and home sales. You know, on that note, I had in, in this market, I had a customer I was talking to, and they they are going to have they they were planning on retiring this year, and because of what's happened in the market, not not so much the mortgage market, but the rate market, but in the stock market, the stocks have dropped so much that now they've had, they're going to have to put off retiring because of that market, and that's all that is tied into what what we're doing. You know, the the Dow Jones lost uh, I think four point nine one percent, while the S and P lost. Um, 500 dropped 8.8 percent. Nasdaq or uh, the uh, composite index fell 13.26 percent. That is one of those things that um, you know it's a it's tough on the market, but I've seen it. I mean, it's it's pretty incredible um, as I'm in the market and 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 the drop in your in very good solid stocks, good solid companies, and the drop that we've seen. Uh, it's just been a very, very big challenge. Now, along with that, to get that, you know, what the rate hikes mean, you know, the the feds are looking at a rate hike and the, their rate hikes are in response to the inflation. They're trying to get that under control. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. Do you remember the inflation rate? I think it's 8.5%. Yeah, right around Year there. over year. And um, and I think that's the fastest pace since 1981. It may be a little higher than that. I know it's the fastest pace in 40 years. It's it's easily. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And I have to admit, I remember it back in 1981. <laughs> I wasn't born yet. You weren't born yet, <laughs> and I was I was not old yet. But uh, you know, I think I was I was in my 20s, and it was a it was it was a you know it was it was major. And it, it had a huge effect. I remember, I think before that, the, the lines at the gas pump, you know, gas prices were up. The, you couldn't get enough gas. It was, it was somewhat rationed. And it was, a, it was a different time. And it was due to this hot inflation. So the feds are reacting to the inflation. And, and Ian, what, what, are they, what do you think they're going to do? What, what are the feds, you know, the, what, what's their latest rate increase? And how is that going to affect our 
our borrowers and how is that how is that going to affect the economy all right i mean the last increase is like uh half uh point uh was it point uh, five uh which is half uh but what it means is it's going to raise the rates on what we're trading on uh so if you're looking at getting a house your rate is going to be a little bit higher than it was three four months ago I mean, is it a big deal? Not necessarily, because when they come down, most people just refinance and get the lower rate. Uh, but if you're just looking at getting to something quick, yeah, you're going to pay a little bit more over the long run or over the short term. So. Yeah, you're going to pay more over the short term. And it again, just so everybody remembers, the, the federal fund, when, when the feds raise the federal fund rate, that's the overnight rate. Banks loan each other money. And when they uh, and so that's a very very short term rate. When they raise the federal fund rate, the instant reaction may be a little higher mortgage rates. But most of the time, especially if they do this a couple times, we're going to see mortgage rates come back down. So even though rates are higher today, we expect rates to go down. Now it may take it takes a little time for these rate increases to take effect. The reason they raise the they raise the federal fund rate is to slow down the economy, slow down inflation. I believe it's a hundred percent. We're going into a recession in the next six months to a year. It may not take that long. It may take a little longer, but I believe for sure. I have, I have no doubt we are going into a recession. And, and when we go into a recession, interest rates, they'll go down. They always go down because they want you to spend more money then. Right. There's the economy slowed down and 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 they've gotten because of these rate increases okay that should help slow the economy down that should help lower you know slow down the inflation now the inflation rate you know we've talked about it's year over year so what you have to do is look at what was it last year in that month and what is it going to be and so i've heard a lot of the news talk about inflation is going to be um continuing to rise and we've kind of hit the 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 top the 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 worst case but i don't believe that's the case you and i both have seen those graphs yeah i mean until you start to see it i mean all they're doing is predicting so i mean i can predict that it's going to go up 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 but guess what and then tomorrow something could happen and it drops so. right yeah and and the and the graphs are showing you know uh May's number is 0.9, so most likely inflation is going to stay about the same. That's a high number. It, mm -hmm. it increased a year ago at 0.9. But when that number falls off and the next number comes in, okay, the next number I think is 0.4. That's significantly less. That's the June number. So if, if, our, if our inflation comes in hotter than that, our inflation number is going to go up, right? It's going to go for at 8.5. It may go to 8.8, 8.9, depending on where it comes in. Then the next month, it's at 0.3. And the next month, it's at 0.4. So those three months, I think you're going to see hotter inflation. I think we're going to see hotter inflation and probably until, best case, October. Once we get that October number, because it's it's back up to 0.9, I think that's the the September number comes out in October, that's when I believe, that's why I believe we'll start to see the, the inflation numbers drop. I think we'll probably see rates stay where they're at, I don't know, through summer, maybe even go up a little bit, maybe go down a little bit, probably go up a little bit. And then I think, you know, maybe we'll start to see them go down late summer, early fall, my opinion. Nobody knows the future. And then I think we'll see, you know, then we'll be able to see what's going to happen. 
I believe that that's, we're going to be starting to see a real slowdown in, in the markets. We've seen so much that shows that we're going into a recession that it just seems like a foregone conclusion. You know, based on that, I also talk about they're looking at, you know, they raised the federal fund rate, as you said, 0.5, 50 basis points. And the next increase, you know, they're thinking it's going to be another 50 basis points. The one after that, they're thinking it's going to be 50 basis points to 25 base, 25 to 50 basis points. I think it's going to be 20, 50 basis points. And, and that doesn't, again, that's going to probably help mortgage rates in the long run. What it does hit is your prime rate. So if you have any, or credit cards, if you have anything on a short-term financing, that's going to be what's affected. Federal fund rate is 3% above prime. Prime right now is 0.75 to 1 um, I know it's weird. It's a spread. And when they say that, it's all, they take one. They never take 0.75. I've never seen anything priced from the lower <laughs> one. They always price it from the higher one. So, and it's 3%. So right now, prime's four. Still very good. Not quite where it was. But, um, you know, with that, that's what we're looking at. At least that's, that's what we're looking at, uh, in our opinion. Uh, the Fed's another thing they're looking at is reducing the balance, balance sheet. And that's something that's kind of, um, pro- that will hurt rates for a little while. Depends on how they do it. I don't think they're going to have a lot of oomph on that. I think they'll be a little leery to do too much of that. You know, after the break, we're going to talk about several things, but one of the things we're going to talk about is the dream of home ownership. Um, you know, is it worth the effort? At Advisors Mortgage Group, we have been coming alongside and helping families with their mortgage needs for years. Hello, this is Rick Ritma, your hardworking mortgage guy. You've heard me on Freedom 95 for nearly a decade now. We believe there are already enough hassles and headaches that come with the moving process. So let my team and I handle your mortgage for you. We have a proven track record of helping families to make the mortgage process as seamless as possible. Call me at 317-215-7600 or visit hardworkingmortgageguy.com. That's 317-215-7600. Brought to you by Advisors Mortgage Group, where we believe the more you know about financing a home, the less stressful buying and refinancing will be. Welcome back, and thank you so much for joining us. We truly appreciate it. I'm Rick Ritma, your hardworking mortgage guy. and I'm Ian Arnold with Advisors Mortgage. And we really do appreciate you joining us today. If you have any questions on mortgages, please let us know. Go to hardworkingmortgageguy.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguy.com. From there, you can, you can email, you can call, you can send a message, and either Ian and I will, Ian or I will get back to you. We both won't. One of the two of us will. And uh, we'll be able to, you know, hopefully answer your questions and, and give you uh, some good, good guidance and information. You know, Ian, with that, it's time for our question of the week. Yeah. The question of the week is sponsored by Debt Crusher Mortgage, uh, relieving financial stress that comes with life. If you have a mortgage or your own or own your own home, contact the experts at DebtCrusherMortgage.com to have them put together a free savings report for you. So last week's question was, the co- a container without hinges, lock, or a key, yet has golden treasure lies inside. What am I? Did you have any... I know we had a couple of people put yeah. in suggestions, but I don't think anybody got it right. But the answer is an egg. An egg. All right. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> All right. So uh, question for this week. And again, we will not give an answer until next week. I can fly, but I have no wings. I can cry, 
but I have no eyes. Wherever I go, darkness follows. What am I? And again, if you have, uh, if you want to answer quickly, just go to uh, hardworkingmortgageguides.com and put it in there, and we'll tell you if you got it right. Yep, uh, it's a great question. And that, now let's talk about the dream of home ownership. Is it worth the effort? Yeah. And th- and that's what we get a lot of times is people who've never owned a house. What is the question? Is it worth it? And my whole thing is always, I think it is. And we'll go through some of those reasons why. First one is home ownership can uh, contribute significantly to your financial wealth. I mean, so for instance, you are, if you're not, if you don't own your home, you're paying rent. So if you put it a thousand dollars a month to rent, think about this. After one year, that's twelve hundred dollars that you just gave 12, away. Twelve thousand. Twelve thousand. Not twelve hundred. My mouth. My mouth's off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but twelve thousand dollars you just basically threw away. Now, when you play uh, now, apply that to a mortgage. Someone's going to go to your uh, principal interest. Someone's going to go to your escrow and stuff. But overall, it's going to your principal is going to drop. Right. So what you owed on the house. Not only that is uh, your um, your equity in your house is going to usually always increase uh, year over year. So when you look at that, uh, you are if you have a two hundred thousand dollar house and last year equity increased nineteen percent, then you're looking at you in one year your house went uh, you gained equity of thirty eight thousand. That's so. If you were to sell your house right then, and you got that, you'd sell for two hundred thirty-eight. So you just made almost forty grand. I'm sorry. So financial wealth, it it's it's there. So. Yeah, it's definitely there. You know, when you, when you look at that, you, let's just say on that, uh, if they had a mortgage at a hundred dollars a month or a thousand dollars a month, and a hundred of that was the principal and interest, or the principal going towards principal, everything else is interest and and prepaids that type of thing. Let's just say that's what it was. They, you look at that and you go, well, I only gained twelve hundred dollars in in equity that way. But when you use your example, you you made thirty eight thousand dollars on the increase in the appreciation of the house and twelve hundred dollars. So now you're at now now you're at nine uh, thirty nine two thirty nine thousand two hundred dollars. Now of course you got some expenses to sell the house, things like that. But you're still way ahead, and that's just year one. Correct. And and we can't expect nineteen percent every year. That's not that's not reasonable. But every year you're going to pay more principal, so you're low, you're going to lower the balance, so you're going to have more equity that way, and you're going to continue that appreciation. I read where the and I'm going to have the numbers a little little off, but the average the average homeowner has five hundred thousand dollars more um, net worth than the average renter. I mean, it is significant. Yeah, I mean, I don't think people realize how much. It grows over time. If if you look at it as a house, as a stock, think about it as that term. Don't think of it as a place you just live in. Think of it as a stock. So it's going to go up and it's going to get up. But mostly it's going to go up over time. So if you look at it that way, you can see how it's going to keep increasing. And you look at that as source of income. I mean, that's that's where you want to look at it. Right, is it'll make a huge difference. A couple ways that that matters. So you buy, you're buying your first home. One of the first things you need to look at. It's not the only thing. When you're buying your your first home, most of the time it's not your dream home. 
it's your it's a stepping stone starter home it's a starter home it's a stepping stone what matter one of the things that matters greatly when you're doing that is what is the anticipated appreciation you're going to receive because the more appreciation you get on that home the more money you have to take to your next home so you can afford a nicer bigger home more towards your dream home still maybe not your dream home but it may be your dream home all right so it really does matter and a lot of people i don't i think they they put that kind of in the background they look at they we we look at all the the niceties, the, you know, how big the bathrooms are, things like that, the, you know, everything else. But those, you know, where you buy has to work for you, but also look at the quality of, of the, um, the investment. One of the great ways, and I think this is what you did, it's certainly what I did, I bought the lowest end in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, I bought at the low end. When you're the lower priced home, you tend to do much better definitely than the highest priced home. Yeah, they tell you not to buy the highest price, uh, especially if you're looking at it, at, at it as an investment because you buy the highest one, everybody else has to come up before you start going up. If you buy middle to low, you're going to go up because as soon as those the bigger ones go up, you're automatically going to start shooting up. Right, yeah, it, it makes a huge difference. And it's there's so many things there that matter to that. So you just have to make sure that, you know, that's something that's, that, that you're looking at. You know, what's the next point yeah. on? So the next thing is, let's not just talk about financial. Let's talk about emotional. I mean, I don't know how many times, and Rick, you probably got it, and it'll, it'll hit home. As soon as somebody closes on their first house and they've never owned a home, I've gotten several calls afterwards because I try to do the follow-up call and all that. And they'll be like, I can't believe my wife, as soon as she got in the car, she just started crying. And when you first hear that, you're like, oh, my goodness, uh, that's not good. But it's a, the cry of joy that they never thought they could have home ownership, that they're no longer paying their landlord uh, to live in a place. I mean, and so I don't care how long you've been doing this. It always hits you in the right spot. You're like, oh, that, that, that's nice to hear that we were able to help them. Yes, the, it, makes a, it makes a huge yep. difference. and It's a driver of, of why we're in the business. Correct. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't even have to be the first home. No. The first home is, is very exciting for people. But that second home, you know, five, six years later, or 10 years later, 20 years later, or a year and a half later, whenever it happens to be, has a very similar effect. It's mm-hmm. something that people care about. Correct. You know, I mean, it's not just that. I mean, usually your first home, you sacrifice some of your uh, on your wish list. Your second home, your third home, you get a lot more of your wish list, and that even hits an indifferent spot. I mean, the things that you always dreamed of, but we're not able to get until now. So that's the nice thing, and. The, the emotional thing, I mean, it's just the whole emotional thing of it is yours. And I think is the biggest thing is it's, especially in this type of society we live in today, it's more emotion-based and stuff like that. And I mean, back in uh, Rick's days, <laughs> people try to not show as much emotions. Now it's more people show a little bit more. So by thinking about it that way there's a huge emotional aspect to owning a home and living in your own home yes but you know on the emotion piece 
I'm not sure. It's I, I know people want to put it on ages. You know this 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 group, but I I, I truly believe that there's it's personality more than anything. Now there may be more people that that show emotion, but I know you know on my on my mom's side they're English, and the English are known for not showing emotion. You know, but well, there goes all of our English re- uh, listeners. Yeah, but my mom, who was you know on uh, you know. 100% English. Um, she was very emotional. My dad, on the other hand, was from uh, Nor- uh, Norway, that area. Mm-hmm. Okay. Holland, uh, that area. That's where his family came from. And and he was not very emotional at all. So everybody's different. And I, I you know, I'm not a highly emotional person. It's not, it's not my, my nature. So but it doesn't mean things, you know, somebody who doesn't show emotion doesn't mean they don't have emotion. I think that's something that also gets Correct. people, you know, kind of, kind of, uh, they, they, they miss that. Uh, so the bottom line is home ownership can be hugely beneficial to, to especially that first home. And it's a great stepping stone. Is there any, anything else on that you wanted to discuss? I mean, th- those are the two major points. I mean, the, I mean, again, the financial thing is where most people, especially if you're looking at later in life, especially if you're a younger mid thirties, mid forties, that's where you're looking. You're looking financially uh, than anything. Uh, now, as you get older and stuff, a lot of times uh, you've probably already had the house when you're 50, 60, you're most likely not looking at moving up you might look at downsizing which i know several of our clients have done Uh, once the kids move out you don't need the six bedroom four bath with two people living in it you know so you got that opportunity to sell and then downgrade a little bit so yeah you know it's it's a hard thing to do that that you you think that you're downsizing and when when you're thinking about downsizing this is kind of it may not be a hundred percent accurate but it's kind of what i've seen over over time Downsizing means you're changing the size of your home, changing maybe, you know, where you live, but you're not necessarily changing the value of the property. It is because of how houses have increased, many if 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 you downsize, you many times have a smaller home with the same value, mm-hmm. and maybe even more expensive. So it's not when somebody's looking to downsize. I've had so many people who, you know, we want to downsize and they're looking at it partly because they want to lower their payments or or they want some cash. You know, they own their house free and clear. They want some have a little cash. And then they find out it doesn't help them any. Downsizing doesn't do what they were hoping it would do, which is lower the amount of cash they either have out or the mortgage size that they have. So it's just one of those things to remember. The other thing I noticed, and this is from spending 11 years with a new home builder, you get people who come in and they want to downsize. And so they're in a four or 5,000 square foot home, maybe a 3,000 square foot home, and they walk through a 1,800 square foot home. And what do you think they're saying? Oh, this feels like a garage. Yeah. It doesn't feel like there's anything. It's, it's, it's well, <laughs> this room isn't big enough. Yep. Well, this room isn't big you can't downsize and have the same size rooms. Correct. Okay, in all the same rooms. You can't do that 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 isn't possible. But that's that is the difficulty in it. It's it sounds good in our heads, but it's not always the easiest thing to do. I had some friends do it and they did. They ended up going from a probably a 5500 square foot home to a maybe 2000 square foot home. 
and they did it and they they are very happy but they really didn't change the value very much they just had to go to a different location bought a newer home and and it's and they love it and they're very happy but it was difficult because there's so much you have to get rid of when you have when you're losing 2 3000 square feet i'm sorry you're losing a lot of your the your, stuff yeah and maybe we all have too much stuff well no. you know it, it may be now or never for spring home buyers you know as you look at the spring market you know we got rising prices and higher mortgage rates you know so what does that mean you know with with these increases what does it mean and and you know is the housing landscape is it shaping up to be more of the same uh it'll you're going to increase in how they're projecting increase in houses for sale here soon but the rates yeah as we talked earlier the rates are going to go up for a little bit before they start dropping but also the supply and demand so that's the whole thing when you're talking about houses for sale so with the supply so low demand is going to be it right now is so high the prices of houses aren't dropping anytime soon i mean it's just not the way so people when there are a hundred people shopping for a house and there's only 10 houses out there, the prices aren't coming down. So, uh, especially if you're looking now, uh, you're going to have to bid. If the house just listed, you're going to be right on it right away. And I'm saying in the first couple of days, you, you and your realtor need to be out that house immediately <laughs> and then put an offer in. Don't go home and say, let me think about it for a few days because by, by the time you go to put, uh, putchers in, they'll say it's pending. Yeah, you know, and I've heard other markets are slowing a little bit. I have not seen that in the Indianapolis market. And I, I saw a report a couple of days ago that said that our the the, the vo- volume of homes coming into the market has dropped. So we're getting less homes coming in. So there's less homes to buy, mm-hmm. which is which is heating up the market because there just isn't enough inventory out there. And and I think you're exactly right. It's one of those things where, um, you know. It, prices aren't going to be dropping. I think what's going to happen is the amount of appreciation is going to go down. We can't continue at 19%. No. So do you think it'll actually go, the appreciation will go negative? Or do you think, like with my, I think it's going to stay where you might go for a few years, maybe 2 3% increase, but it won't be a drastic increase? I think it's going to slow down. So I don't think we're going to be at 19%. I think we're going to be it's hard to say. I think we're going to drop this year a little bit. I mean, right now it's hot. Mm-hmm. Right now we're still seeing it at 19%. Yeah. So unless it's, I think the market's going to slow down a little bit, but it, that may not happen. So I think this year is still going to be a good year. It's going to be 10, 12%. Um, so it's going to it's going to be a good year. Well, Ian, it looks like we're running out of time. So I I do want to thank everybody for joining us today. We truly appreciate it. We hope you have a great Saturday. And if you would like to talk to us about mortgages, please get with us, hardworkingmortgageguys.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. Thanks again, and have a great weekend. Hi, this is Rick Ripma, your hardworking mortgage guide, Advisors Mortgage Group. 
You've heard me on the radio for nearly a decade now. Speaking to a loyal audience about mortgages in my industry for a sustained period of time has allowed me to partner with and save money for so many people. The industry is always changing, and so are the do's and don'ts for first-time and repeat home buyers. Because I believe in helping and educating, I also host my own show right here on Freedom 95. I'd love it if you'd join me every Saturday at 3.30. We'll dive deep into the trends of the ever-fluid mortgage world. And as always, I'd love to talk and see how I could save your family money and stress. Please call me at 317-215-7600 or visit hardworkingmortgageguy.com. That's Rick Ripma, your hardworking mortgage guy at Advisors Mortgage Group. Call me, 317-215-7600. Branch NMLS number 33041. Rick Ripma's NMLS number 664589. Equal housing opportunity. Some restrictions apply. Well, first off, thank you for joining us, Danielle. I appreciate it. And I just was curious, how did you come to find out about Rick Ripma and Advisors Mortgage? I was looking for a mortgage for myself for a brand new home that I was building and I wasn't sure the direction to go. I didn't have anybody in mind so I kind of just spoke to whoever I could speak to. I got their number and everything seemed to be exactly what I was looking for so I went with them. The thing I liked the most about Rick and his advisor's mortgage is that I could go and upload things online and I didn't have to always be on the phone with them or sending them documents or um, trying to look for certain things that I needed to get the process going, um, which was really great for me. I had a processor named Mark Boltman who really helped me out in making sure I had everything I needed because I, I didn't know the first thing about having a mortgage, so it was awesome to have so much help. I think probably what I benefited from the most is really just them understanding that sometimes I would get busy and Maybe I forgot to upload a document or I forgot to do a certain part of the process in a timely manner and they would get right back with me and it wasn't like a, hey, we really need this right now. It was always, hey, just wanted to make sure you still remember that we need this. Boy, you don't get that too much in this day and age. It seems like most people are either you know very demanding of something they need from you and they need it right now. and. And I agree, I've seen that in, in Rick's attitude with us over, over the last 10 years, that he's very patient, but also helpful to get the right <laughs> things he needs. So Exactly. In conclusion, is Rick Ritma and Advisors Mortgage somebody that you would use in the future and or tell your friends and family about? Absolutely. And I just want to thank them for all the effort they put in to help me find my dream home. Branch NMLS number 33041. Rick Ritma's NMLS number 664589. Equal housing opportunity. Some restrictions apply. I'm Rick Ritma. You can go to hardworkingmortgageguys.com.